0: It's time for the Boomerang Podcast, where you can listen to Steven Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got it just the way.
2: Hell is only a word. The reality is much, much worse.
0: 137 of the bone bat show this is Steve and this is Gord. how's it going man oh man it's it's gone better I tell you really what's wrong
1: yeah well you know I got busted on campus today at UC Davis yeah yeah they caught me inside a lab maybe it was a retriever (laughs) I can't tell (laughs) my point is maybe you don't want to generate that kind of attention Um, no don't call it a comfort animal that's what I'm saying. It's, that's just asking for it if you ask me. <laughs> don't even get me started on the whole service dog thing they're not <laughs> full service jesus we're <laughs> we gonna do a podcast or what
0: that almost sounded like a bit it did it sounded like i was doing shtick it? it did i like a good shtick to kick off the show that's fantastic Now, once i got stranded on the
1: stage in uh in one of our uh Film fest, and, and you told me to vamp or stand up or something, and I was like deer in the headlights. So I gotta, I gotta have some shtick handy.
0: You're working something. on some material, you, yeah. yeah. You try to have like ten minutes of material when you come <laughs> to the Bone Bad Film Festival, because yeah. you never that know when you're gonna be. Doesn't include nine and a half minutes of me staring at the audience <laughs> with big eyes. Now, speaking of the Bone Bad Film Festival, we've got some big news. Uh, we are proud to announce that our Kickstarter campaign for the 2016 comedy horrors has been released we're really yes. excited about that the kickstarter campaign is kicked it started and it's started well yeah we're already at 41 percent of our goal uh but not even a week in so things are looking really good we'll talk a little more about this a little later so don't want to go in too much into it now uh, but i do want to talk about our music this episode talk to me You know, it's been a while since we had some crushing Swedish death metal on the show. And it's time once again. So the music you're listening to tonight is a Swedish death metal supergroup by the name of Firespawn. Featuring L.G. Petrov, the lead singer of The Mighty Entombed, who you may remember. I recognize these names. Yeah, back in uh, episode 103, we interviewed uh, Alex from Entombed, a whole big long episode about that band. Uh, one of my favorites and uh kind of interesting because i during that interview i asked alex you know what's next for entombed and uh who knew that the answer to that question would come from uh, two different members lg petrov and victor Brandt, who uh, at the time was a bassist Uh, he's a guitarist now in fire spawn and this is a much more technical sort of uh brutal death metal. Uh, I just find their stuff really interesting. You know, a lot of times with real technical metal, you know, it'll have all the bells and whistles, the sweet picking and the pinch harmonics, but it's kind of often in a non-linear jazzy sort of a construct. And what's cool about this is Spawn has those touches, but at the same time, they're not afraid to revel in a good riff. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. So, uh, I'm really happy to have Firespawn on the show. We're going to be playing a lot more of their music coming up. So, stay tuned for that. All right, then. But first, before we do anything else, Gord. Yes? What pisses you off? I'll tell
1: you what pisses me off. What pisses me off is the old surprise pistol is empty ploy that we keep seeing in movies. I saw you in another movie where the guy does this. He picks up the pistol it's a semi-automatic so all the bullets are in the handle and he pulls the trigger and surprise it's not loaded (laughs) haven't we as a culture as a people outgrown this any fool that has ever picked up a semi-automatic pistol knows the second time he picks it up if it's empty or not because all the weights in the front all the it's heavy in the front it feels weird if it's empty just stop it. Stop in Hollywood. I'm done with this boy. As soon as the guy picked up the pistol, I'm like, "Ah, oh, you know what? He's going to go, oh, my God, it's empty. I'm so surprised. And, yeah, it was.
0: It's funny. How you can tell those prop guns, too, are so much lighter than real guns. Yeah. Because, like, the way they'll throw them away. Yeah. It's it's just like this little zing. Right. And this, you know what else? You can always tell when somebody's drinking out of an empty cup on screen. Have you ever noticed that? Does that bug the shit out of you? Like somebody's drinking coffee and they pull it to their mouth and you're know, like that cup's empty. I've it, never noticed that it. It takes now, me totally out of the scene. It. Oh, you'll notice. Now that you look for it, you'll totally notice. Happens Great. all One more the time. Thing you pissed me off. Thanks. Yeah. Please. It's like if I'm ever acting in a movie or in a Kickstarter video and I'm drinking something, I'm gonna drink from a full cup.
1: That's a spirit.
0: Yeah, that's the way you gotta do it. And
1: if I'm ever bleeding, I'm gonna
0: bleed from a full arterial <laughs> wound. That's right. No little, like, flesh wound. No, I'm not going to bleed for a cup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope. God, I hope. Hey, speaking of drink issues, you yes. have accused me of having some kind of, I don't know. Drinking problem? Drinking problem. More like a problem with my cans.
0: Yes, yeah, so you, you definitely have a problem with your cans.
1: In that they tend to explode on you. You say it's never happened to you. I think you may have even said it's never happened to anyone you know. I don't know, besides me. <laughs> I'll have you know, I was in the store, in Nugget, where I shop, the supermarket, which still doesn't sponsor the show, no matter how many times I mention it. <laughs> and this it's lady's true. walking towards me with a six-pack of those Hanson's Natural Sodas. Uh-huh. You know, the fancy-dancy kind. And one slips out of the six-pack plastic ring holder, hits the floor, blows up. <laughs> Just starts rolling and spraying, you know, sugary water. Not high fructose corn syrupy water, I'm sure, but just spraying, you know, drink all over the place. And she looks down at it like it's like it's nothing, like it happens every day and she, she keeps moving. I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. Gotta kind of point it so it's at least just sort of spraying on the floor and not like coating all the aisles and all the products and everything. I have experience.
0: Same. In this. Yeah. <laughs> not just me. Aim it so it doesn't spray all over the aisles. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> you just set that up beautifully. I did. I don't even know.
1: Sorry, my mind wasn't
0: in the gutter. I'm not the... Yeah, you're. Yeah, that, that's right. You're not the filthy one of this duo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's funny, uh, though, that it happened, like, so did it get on you? Yeah, when I went over to uh, adjust the can, I, I got sticky. Why did you adjust the can at all? It wasn't your can. Well, I felt bad. It was, like, spraying all over there Yeah, well, that's you know, when sun. you yell, like, wet cleanup on aisle six. Well, someone was going to have to clean it up and... I but felt not like, you, you know, unless the Nugget's cutting you a check. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a dick, Steve. <laughs> That's not a dick thing. That's a somebody else's problem. That's an, like a good old-fashioned SEP right there. Min, <laughs> minimum effort, I saved
1: somebody else, like, probably half an hour of taking off all the,
0: you know, everything off the shelves and wiping everything down. Oh, really? And, you you know, somehow and stopped it. the pressure... In the can from releasing any more <laughs> stuff. No, it just no you just aimed court. it to a different spot. You were completely ineffectual. I, I pointed it where it was going to do
1: the least damage. <laughs> but you know what? Then that lady walked off, and they, they there was a someone came to clean it up while it was still there, getting my stuff, and they looked at me
0: like I'd done it. They yeah, exactly. Like, wow. See, no good deed goes unpunished. You should s- right. not get involved with a situation like that. And that's not like where you're, you know, saving somebody's life or something. I mean, this is a, it's a Coke can in the store. (laughs) It's not even Coke. It was probably, that's why, because it's Hanson's. It's fake soda anyway. It was probably a fake can. (laughs) It was like some. Wait, you think the can is made out of organic free range? Yeah, organic free range aluminum that isn't as strong as the tempered stuff with like some tan in it or whatever it is. We don't actually get this aluminum from bauxite. (laughs) You get it from free-range sheep. <laughs> it's not aluminum; it's aluminium. It's made of flax <laughs> and hemp. Flax and hemp. <laughs> the new hempen can. Recycle hemp it. Cans. Recycle it anywhere. They don't have the strength of aluminum, but you, but you know, a hempen can that would be that make it that much easier to smoke out of a coke can because it's that just what? already you just smoke the can. You just smoke the can, right? <laughs> Just cut no out the must, middle no man. Plus. <laughs> exactly. It makes it much easier. You don't even have to recycle when you're done. There's just nothing left. Where'd the can go? Smoked it. Smoked the can? Why do you ask? <laughs> it's important to drink what's inside before So you would drink. it be made out of cannabis? Oh, you're almost funny. <laughs> How do we get off topic here, Steve? What pisses have, you off? You know what pisses me off? Mm-mm. This is one thing that probably not all that many people know, but if you do a Kickstarter campaign and you release it out in the wild, almost immediately you get like 50 messages from these vulture companies that want to pro- help you promote your campaign for money. Uh, really? Yeah. So you'll you start getting emails and it's like, hi. Hi. Uh, my blog page is very specifically uh, geared towards festivals. Would you like to give me money to repost your thing? No, I would not. Day after day, they keep coming. Sometimes you get messages on Kickstarter. And that's the thing. Like, there was one. It almost I thought Kickstarter was interested. Like, they were going to say, They're, really? They're going to put us, like, on the front page? That would be awesome. And then I get there, and it's like a spoof. It was some other dude who was basically using the Kickstarter logo. I'm like, ah, Kicks- that sucks. I was totally disappointed. So that kind of pisses me off. you got to waste sucks. your time. You're already trying to you know, manage a campaign, let people know about it, all the cool stuff you got going on, the pledges, making sure that everything is in line, everything's programmed right, the page looks good. And then you got to deal with all these guys dr- falling out of the woodwork trying to take money from you. That's pretty lame. They fall out of the woodwork? Yeah, like termites or something little blogging termites. A little term-a-blog-mites. I mean, wouldn't that make termites worse if they were like, have you read my blog? <laughs> I've got a podcast.
1: This is a really stony episode.
0: <laughs> I'm not even stuck.
1: Me neither. We'll see. Either. Termites, though. Oh. <laughs> I guess. They're eating a can.
0: That's that's probably true.
1: Ever eat a can? <laughs> Never
0: have. fill you up. Well, let's listen to a tune, dude. Let's listen to some Swedish death tune. This is just an epic, epic song. It's actually the first video from the brand new release Shadow Realms on Century Media Records from the band Firespawn just released uh, this week. So I hope you dig it. This tune is called Emperor. Uh, Now, this is normally the part of the show when we would have an interview. Unfortunately, uh, when you're trying to coordinate schedules with people who are half a planet away, it doesn't always work out. I'm here. I got no interview. I got no gourd. It's just me. But I do have this. Welcome to a very special segment of the Bone Hand Heavy Half Hour, your straight shot of the hard stuff for Thanksgiving 2015. Here to talk tonight a little bit about the band Firespawn from Sweden. Kind of feel like you can't really tell the story of Firespawn without talking a little bit about Entombed. Longtime listeners may know I am a huge fan of that band. Uh, back in episode 103. We served up an extended interview with Alex Hell of Entomb, one of the founding members. And one of the questions I asked Alex was, what's next for Entomb? As I mentioned to Gord, uh, little did I know that the answer would come from uh, two different members of the band. LG Petrov and Victor Brandt, who uh, at the time was playing bass for Entomb. As I've been able to piece it together, I think the story goes something like this. Uh, shortly after we interviewed Alex regarding the Pledge Music Drive for the reissues of the albums To Ride, Same Difference, and Uprising from Entomb, the band somewhat imploded. From the interviews I've read, LG and the remainder of the band had been working on new music, were somewhat frustrated with the lack of progress that the band was making, so they parted ways with Alex. Uh, Moving forward with the moniker Entombed A.D. and releasing the album Back to the Front in August of 2014. Now, prior to this, however, Victor and LG got together with A. Impaler from Necrophobic and started writing some different type of music. Now, of course, Entombed is the paragon of heavy, grimy, crushing Swedish death metal. Uh, one of the forefathers of that particular sound uh, along with probably a dismembering grave. And Firespawn is definitely a departure from that. Adding more modern technical flourishes like sweep picking and pinch harmonics and different vocals like chanting, I noticeably. In the tune Lucifer has spoken, there's just a lot of different touches and techniques that you never would have seen in old school Swedish death metal. So, Victor and LG were joined by Frederick Fulcar from Unleashed and Matty Moden, who is the drummer from Deflesh. Now Deflesh is a really interesting band that I stumbled across. Like late '90s, there were a couple of really great metal review sites that I used to haunt. One of them was called Burn the Sun. Another one was called Larm L A R M, and they were just great places to learn about new bands, uh, particularly bands from Europe that uh, I heard of there. For the first time, uh, along with like reading the works of Martin Popoff, I learned about a ton of cool bands. And DeFlesh was one of those, uh, particularly their album Under the Blade, which is really worth seeking out and picking up. Just crushing, harsh metal, really good stuff. So it was pretty cool to see Mr. Moden here in Firespawn. Anyway, back to Shadow Realms. Of course, in addition to the crushing, brutal music. What pulls it all together are the vocals of LG Petrov, who I would argue is one of the top five metal vocalists of all time. I put him up there with Ozzy, Halford, Dickinson, Neil Fallon from Clutch, and LG Petrov. Those are my top five metal vocalists of all time. All singers who are so very distinctive. What I really dig about LG's vocals is that yeah, he's got the Cookie Monster thing going But it's Cookie Monster vocals with great huge balls Which too often is missing from death metal vocals So I usually enjoy his work But I really dig what is on offer here And this is a great selection of cuts As mentioned uh, before The Emperor Which kicks off the album Is just a headbanging monstrosity uh, Followed up by Imperial Burning Which I mentioned Great opening riff Uh, There's a couple of real Scorchers in there in Ruination and Infernal Eternal and my favorite on the album which I'll play in a minute but it's a great selection of tunes and one of the interesting things is that all the music on the album was written by Victor Brandt who uh, now is playing guitar for Firespawn as post-bass You all I gotta say great work Victor this is a magnificently malevolent monolith of modern metal and great music to drink beer and hail Satan to so, this is the first release from the band. I'm hoping that we hear a lot more in the same vein as some other Swedish death metal supergroups like Witchery and Bloodbath, both of which we've also featured previously on the Bone Bath show. So, to just put a nice big black ribbon on the whole thing, thanks again to the band and Ebony at Century Media for allowing us to share the music with you. Now, why don't we check out my favorite tune from Shadow Realms. This is called all hail. I hope you dig it. And until next time, keep it heavy. once again that was all hail taken from shadow realms 2015 on century media records buy it at a record store or online music space near you so dude dude something that i was really excited about that i did not get to attend was your art gallery showing let's talk about that a little bit man
1: yeah you know it was really cool there's this Small gallery-slash-salon here in Davis. In, uh, Mansion Square, right downtown on F Street. If you're in Davis, you know where it is. Up on the third floor. If you're not in Davis, you don't know where it is. But anyway, for the first time ever, I was able to hang some, uh, some paintings and some giclet prints of some cartoons. Put them up on a wall, stick price tags on them, and then, uh... The monthly uh, art walk occurred, and I was the featured artist there. It was really, really cool to sort of sit back and watch and listen to people uh, see my stuff and laugh, (laughs) because a lot like podcasting is kind of telling jokes into uh, into a tape recorder. You really don't get any kind of immediate reaction. So it was very cool. It was really, really cool. In fact, just to. See people's reactions. I don't think I offended more than three or four people, but I entertained a bunch of them. <laughs> That's cool. Did you sell anything? Yeah, I sold two pieces. There still uh, There's still pieces there. They're going to be hanging on the wall, and they will be for another two, three months. They're part of the display. You can still buy that which is unsold.
0: So go buy it. Go buy my stuff. Did you sell the fish, or are you keeping those for yourself? I sold one of the fish. And I sold, uh, I sold one of the cartoons.
1: Oh, nice. It, it was great. A guy walks in and he looks at it and he just starts laughing. And he, he points at it and he laughs harder. And he goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's sold. Where's stick of sold sticker? I'm, I'm buying <laughs> that right now. He's like buying it for his son. It was great. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sold and, and one of the fish sold. Nice. Still many more. Things you
0: can buy, or just go check it out. It's, it's kind of cool. Now, isn't there a way that you can get original art of yours too from the uh, Bone Bat Film Festival? You know, there
1: is a way you can get original art through the Bone Bat Film Festival. If you go to our Kickstarter, do we bring up our Kickstarter? Because yes. I really think we
0: should bring it up. <laughs> well, let's talk about that next. No, if we
1: bring, if you go to the Kickstarter, and you pledge a high enough level, original art from the
0: Nice. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. We've already sold uh, one of them, I think, uh, so far oh, yeah? this year. Yeah. So, I mean, to make the 41% awesome. pledged uh, thats part of it. So, yeah, we uh, just released a Kickstarter, as we mentioned at the start of the show, with a brand new Kickstarter video. Now, I've got three, count them three reasons to watch our brand new Kickstarter video. Reason one. All right. For sweet deals on tickets to the 6th Comedy Horror Film Fest. This is going to be the cheapest you can get tickets, only 30 bucks for a full day's entertainment, probably two features, a ton of shorts, live music. We're still pulling together the details on this, but we'll be able to probably announce a few things soon. Uh, we're also working on all kinds of stuff like new sponsors for this year. Already we've got a bunch of short submissions, a couple of feature submissions, so those are starting uh, maybe even a little earlier than last year. Which is pretty cool too. South Korea fired in with a totally great short. Yeah, that's weird. I've, I mean, we not not that South Korea did a short? The short was weird. <laughs> yeah, it's totally weird and totally great. I yeah. I had no idea. So there's things like that to look forward to. And a short actually
1: scared the pants off of me. I was no longer wearing pants by the time I finished <laughs> watching it short.
0: So yeah, it's it, there's some good stuff out there, and uh, you can get your ticket now. Through the Kickstarter. Uh, Also, the Enormous Package, man. Yeah. Now, maybe you don't just want a ticket. Maybe you want a T-shirt. Maybe you want some music from our musical guest. Maybe you want a poster. Maybe you want some other great swag you can't find anywhere else. That's in the Enormous Package.
1: The packages every year have been enormous, and and this next year will be no exception.
0: They get better and better. This year, a bunch of people who last year just ordered a ticket are upgrading to the Enormous Package. So everybody knows what a sweet deal that is. It is the best deal in town. But can you buy the Enormous Package at the Film Festival, Gordon? Oh, hell to the no. That's right. You can only order it advance through kickstarter so this is your chance folks to get the sweetest deal in town at the lowest possible really only price so there's that the second reason to watch our comedy of horrors film festival action we've got big news this year man now as you know last year the last three years really lovely central cinema in seattle washington has hosted our film festival but last year unfortunately we sold out a month in advance we had to turn people away We
1: broke the cinema.
0: We didn't have enough tickets, and it sucked because, you know, there were filmmakers that wanted to come in out of town. There were people who were coming up and saying, hey, the film festival sounds awesome. Can I get tickets? And we just couldn't provide them. So, unfortunately, while we thank Central Cinema so much for incubating us the last three years, we had to move to a new theater. And we've been fortunate enough to partner with SIF Cinema at the Uptown in downtown Seattle, right near the Space Needle, across from Key Arena in that area for the sixth film festival. We're really excited to be working with them. They're gonna have some food and drink options just like we've always had, and uh, in a bigger theater, a bigger venue, uh, more tickets will be available, more people can come see it. So we're really excited about that, the big move, and uh, it's gonna be action-packed, what can I say? The third reason Three. Oh, okay. yes. to watch the Comedy of Horrors Film Festival 2016 Kickstarter video, Sex. Huh? I have it under good authority that one of us is naked in that video. <laughs> what? That, that? No. Yeah, no. That's not uh, not not really sells. a Bring it. Not really a selling point, is it?
1: <laughs> I've got Somewhere
0: two. There, count them. Two good reasons to watch the Kickstarter video. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing uh, the William Shatner thing? Yet? I don't know. I, I, I did it in the video, and then I had to
1: take it out. I wasn't. Is that 20. why you're making up for removing your Shatner in the
0: video? Yeah, I, I think it had to be done. But. So anyway, please check out our Kickstarter video. Check out the campaign. We'd love to see you there on April 23rd, 2016 at the SIF Uptown Cinema for an amazing day of entertainment. Uh, we've done it five times before. We're already we're ahead of our goal where we were the last couple years at this time, so things are looking really good, and I hope you can join us. You can join us, too. Got any weird shit? As if that wasn't weird enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you should ask. I do. Right here in the United States of America, in lovely Chicago, Natasha West, 27-year-old Natasha, she's facing assault and property damage charges after becoming unhinged when a Denny's waitress explained that she was not allowed to share her $4 all-you-can-eat pancake special with her friends. (laughs) It's all you can eat, not all y'all can eat. They didn't didn't notice there was a difference, I guess. She was dining Friday at a Denny's in Oakland, Chicago suburb, I believe I've been there, when a server explained that the unlimited pancake offer was good for a single diner. It didn't sit well with her, and she was apparently under the impression that four dollars would cover her entire table so according to the Oakland police department she cursed at the waitress threw several punches at an employee then she and her party left the denny's without paying the tab but not before she kicked the door on the way out she was subsequently collared after the workers gave the cops a description of the car in which she had fled she's been charged with assault and damage to property and one of her friends who was with her was busted for providing the police false identification. Steve, this is weird shit, and this kind of weird shit could be avoided if America, like our wise, wise friends who speak Spanish, if America would just adopt a new word for the plural you. <laughs> because, you know, there's a word for you, meaning you singular, you Steve, and then there's a word for you, like y'all.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you you guys. You, you guys, Stephen yeah. Gore.
0: So we're from California. You guys is pretty much it.
1: Yeah. You guys. Guys. Wait for me. But no, we don't have that. We don't have that in English. We need, we need to make y'all like a, a real word. Partake ustedes or Spanish. Something. This <laughs> this one word for single and plural is just causing unnecessary pancake
0: assaults. Or a lack of four bucks. Or a lack of four bucks. <laughs>
1: It's tying up the police department. It doesn't it's sound like she was, she was
0: all that interested in paying the four bucks for the one. I mean. Uh, she got outraged. She's like not paying her tab because she thought it was for everybody. Yeah, right. I don't know. That's my
1: weird shit. This week.
0: Couldn't she have had like a moon over my hammy or something instead? <laughs> is that is that a $4 all you can eat? I, I, I'm surprised she didn't like rage out because, you know, the, the breakfast was neither Rudy or Tootie. <laughs> Was it Fresh Fruity? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I know the names? Like, I probably could count the number of times I've eaten at Denny's on two hands. And yeah, yet so I still know, like, the menu. I Why is that? Judy That's fresh weird. Fresh
1: Fruity is actually an IHOP item. Is it? I don't know for sure. I don't sure, think. But I
0: think it's Denny's. I haven't been to Denny's in easily 20 years. I know, right? Yet, so how do we still know this stuff? That's I, bizarre. I think we don't.
1: I think we only think we know it.
0: That uh, that could be
1: and I don't know about moon over my hammy. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> it's eggs and ham.
1: It sounds like a Bugs Bunny shtick.
0: <laughs> like a like an old vaudeville tune? Yeah. Moon over my hammy. I don't think. No, he'd be like,
1: ah, that guy should be eating a moon over my hammy. And then you're supposed
0: to know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> Not me. Okay. Well, uh, All right. why don't we listen to another tune? Let's listen to the song, Steve. You know... Fire spawn doesn't always have to be just absolutely crushing. Here's something soothing and beautiful. Contemplate death. Huh? <laughs> Once again, that was Contemplate Death from Firespawn, 2015. Shadow Realms on Century Media Record. Buy it now. Dude. Dude. How about some multimedia triage?
1: You know what the best thing on TV is? I yes. know our last episode, yes. of Kiki from Warp 11 said the best thing on TV is Rick and Morty and that's not it. Sorry. <laughs> The best thing on TV is Fargo Season
0: 2. Yeah, Fargo Season 2 is freaking fantastic. It is is so so good. good. Yes. And what makes it even better is that, and it took me a while to realize this, but one of the actors in Fargo Season 2 has been interviewed on The Bone Bass Show. Yep. Isn't that awesome? That is so cool. Skip the typewriter salesman is none other than Mike Bradish, the co-star and co-director of Mole Man at Belmont Avenue, which played at the Comedy of Horse Film Festival our second year? Our second year. year. So uh, yeah, it was so exciting because it's like that guy looks so familiar. Where do I know him from? And then the credits came up and I'm like, holy shit! So that was really cool that somebody who's a, yeah, an independent filmmaker made an awesome local horror film and then ends up on the best show on television. I couldn't be happier for him. Uh, congratulations, Mike. That's fantastic.
1: That is. Congratulations.
0: Just thank God he was on this show. See what can happen if you're on this show? The show is so good. And like the last episode, Bokeem Woodbine reciting The Jabberwock. <laughs> yeah, like, there's just so much cool shit on this show. It's great. Although, I still
1: think it's Slithy Toes, not Slithy Toes.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know the pronunciation that I agreed, but just him doing it. It was quirky and weird and fantastic, and I love the show so much. It's so very good.
1: Yeah, everything, the acting, everything about this show is so top-notch. Like, I, It's great.
0: Yeah, I, I look forward to that show each week more than anything else on TV right now.
1: Yeah, same here. Although... Yeah. Kiki from Warp 11 is not someone to be ignored. You I did not did take Kiki
0: lightly.
1: No. No. One does not take Kiki lightly. So I started watching Rick and Morty. There are so many cartoons on now, like grown-up cartoons, that I just, I watched The Family Guy. You watch The Simpsons. I don't think there's really much room in either one of our heads to go out and try to separate the wheat from the chaff because most of them really are crap you know what rick and morty though it's entertaining i like it i know yeah. it makes me laugh out loud i i think it's funny it's worthwhile it's definitely worthwhile okay it's a it's about a, a crazed old uh, grandpa that's come back after being missing missing for 20 years and they go he's got kind of a, a loser grandson and they they go on adventures across time space and multiple dimensions and it's it's crude and funny so what,
0: out. what is good about it? I mean, what what is the selling point for you?
1: Uh, the selling point for me is the uh, is the humor. The animation is certainly not top notch, but it's it's rapid fire and it's it's fairly witty. They did one that happens inside this hobo's body. It's cross between Incredible Journey and like Jurassic Park, where they've got to go inside him and, and they, they've set up this theme park inside his body as the whole thing is collapsing because this hobo is essentially dying or dead. <laughs> it's just weird and and witty and, and wonderful.
0: Huh. Okay.
1: So check it out. You can, you can watch like half of the season on Cartoon Network just with your computer or you can watch it on television or you can go and rent a DVD of it from your favorite Netflix <laughs> mailbox.
0: Okay. Yeah, my son watches it and I've kind of, you know, sat down and watched a few minutes of it here and there, but I didn't find it as appealing as, like, I don't know, regular show. Seems to have, like, you know, more references to, like, the 80s and metal and Dungeons & Dragons and crazy stupid shit. So that one appealed to me more initially on just a walkthrough.
1: All right. Well, I'm not saying it's high art or anything. I'm just saying it's worth checking out. It's no Archer. It's no family guy. Boy, I watched the weirdest goddamn movie, Steve. Yeah? Yeah. Do you like horror comedy? Absolutely. Okay, do you do you mind a movie if it gets grisly? Not at all. Do you like something that's uh, dark, dark humor? Yes, I do. And you don't mind movies that are weird? I do not. Then watch The mm-hmm. Voices. I have no idea where this came from. It even played it theaters. It's got Ryan Reynolds starring in it. It's got Anna Kendrick in it. And... This movie's like a cross between being John Malkovich and natural-born killers. <laughs> Seriously? It is such a weird movie. This guy, he's way too smiley and friendly, way too nice, working in a factory. And he, he lives in this bright, airy apartment with his dog and his cat. And he accidentally kills his coworker, a girl he has a crush on. And his dog and his cat give him advice on what to do. <laughs> his his, his freaking animals talk to him, and the dog is like, you know, this real friendly, deep voice kind of oh, old. You got to do the right thing. And the cat is this absolutely evil id with a with a an Irish accent <laughs> maybe it's a Scottish accent. I don't know. The fact that it was a cat was really throwing me off. It's a profoundly bizarre, uh, dark movie, and it's it's worth your attention. Cool. That sounds fun. Yeah, I don't even... I think i got the disc. I don't know if it's streaming or not, but not that you don't have enough horror comedy in your life right now with film submissions. A few people out there in podcasting land that aren't watching a bunch of film submissions, you go rent it and watch it. (laughs)
0: Well, funny, you should mention horror comedy that uh, I actually stumbled across a new one. Now, this was a film I tried to get for the film festival last year. I reached out and uh, it was one of those, you know, there's some of the films you just can't quite make the connection to try to, you know, have a conversation about it. But uh, this is a film that uh, just was released on pay-per-view recently called Cooties. Have you heard of this one? Not at all. is directed by Jonathan Millott and Carrie Murnian, and it stars Rain Wilson and Elijah Wood. And uh, huh. Elijah Wood is a substitute teacher. He's basically left New York to move back to his hometown uh, so that he can write his horror novel that he's always wanted to write. And he's substituting uh, school to pay the bills. And he goes to the uh, elementary school for his first day substituting. And it turns out that... The children have been infected by a zombie virus that was transmitted by a tainted chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mayhem ensues. Now, you know how like a lot of horror movies kind of pull punches when it comes to killing kids? Yeah. Being a horror comedy, they can kind of get away with them a little more. And the kids are absolute jerks. The... the The people run across in this movie, so there's a a good dish of comeuppance, but it was totally fun. We watched it on Halloween night after trick-or-treating was over. I invited a bunch of friends over, and we sat down and watched this, and we just had a delightful time. It was totally fun, crazy movie, and uh, a lot of great comedy, a lot of heart, and kind of the secret weapon in it is Lee Wannell. He wrote Saw or co-wrote Saw, and a number of the films in that series, and also the Insidious movies. Okay. And he plays, like, the school counselor, and he just steals just about every scene he's in. He's hilarious. So, totally fun, Flip. You ought to check it out.
1: Yeah, all right. I'll totally check that out. Speaking of uh, horror, Guillermo del Toro co-wrote a book called Troll Hunters. Do you know about this book? I don't. It's a young adult book. It's geared towards... Kids that have maybe enjoyed the Goosebump series but kind of grown out of it. And I gave it to my youngest, my 12 year old, and he absolutely devoured it. He said it was scary. He said it was funny. He liked it a lot. If you got a little reader in your house and perhaps they're not up to Stephen King yet, <laughs> pretty great little book.
0: Speaking of Stephen King, I'm trying to do it again. I am uh, reading the Dark Tower series. Okay. And uh, I'm at that point again what like 50 pages into drawing of the three mm-hmm. and this is like where i get every time and i end up stopping this book kind of bugs me i don't know why but there's something about this book that bugs the shit out of me
1: yeah you said that i remember you said you threw it across the room after the the lobster like
0: yeah exactly the just fucking off. yeah this is like the guy can't get up and not get eaten by a crab are you shitting me <laughs> <laughs> Well, isn't he all, like, And then I... it's like, oh, you must go and meet the three. So, oh, great. Now it's heroin addict time. That sounds like a barrel of yeah. <laughs> <yes. laughs> this is just like, fuck. But I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Right. I read the whole first book. I'm digging into the second, so we'll see. Now, you finished all seven books, correct? And you thought it was There's one. There's only seven? It's wonderful. Well, I'm not lot, counting, yeah. like, the Black House and the... I mean, didn't you say that every Stephen King book is essentially a Dark Tower novel?
1: Yeah, I think technically every Stephen King book up until the point where he wrote the last Dark Tower book and part of the series, you've read all the important ones. You've read Salem's Lot. You'll know what's going on. Just stick with the series. You'll be fine. All
0: right. Yeah, you know, it's weird because I didn't we talk about this? I don't think I've read a Stephen King novel in like 10 years, one of the, any of the new ones. I've missed quite a few of them.
1: The ones in the Dark Tower series are going to keep you busy anyway. They're, they're, <laughs>
0: they're,
1: you don't need to read everything else.
0: Like, but is there a point where it gets really gripping? There's moments
1: that are pretty gripping. I thought when they're facing the mutants underground, there's there's some pretty cool scenes. But, but I don't that, think that's the in the first
0: book, like, dude. I mean, like, there's like seven thousand more pages, and the the best thing that you can think of is in the first book. Uh oh no
1: no i'm thinking of i'm thinking of something later on
0: okay good i hope so i hope i have something to look forward to
1: yeah
0: other than heroin junction or whatever you got lined up for me next year (laughs) hey
1: you're the one that took this on don't Uh, try to put this on me
0: you've been telling me for years how great those books are and i have to you gotta read them steve gotta read them have i been doing that well you did it's all
1: right I think I tried to get you into everything I was doing, just so I wouldn't feel so alone.
0: So, actually, there's a couple other movies I want to talk about real quick. Yeah, sure. Another film, horror film, a horror comedy, really, that I saw recently uh, called Final Girls. Have you seen that one?
1: Not seen Final
0: Girls. Directed by Todd Strauss-Schulson and starring Malin Ackerman from uh, The Watchmen and uh, Adam Devine. I think he's in uh, Pitch Perfect in those movies. And uh, Taysa Farmaga. And uh, it's the story of this girl who uh, her mother is like a B-movie horror actress. And at the start of the film, she gets killed. And uh, a couple of years later, she gets uh, talked into going to a retrospective of her mom's movies. And kind of a crazy thing happens there where she and her friends get sucked into the film. And she has a chance to meet her mother and get chased around by... The kind of Jason sort of character that is chopping up all the kids in this summer camp. And it it is scary and fun, but it has just an amazing heart and was totally touching. I really love this film. It was so much fun and uh, definitely worth your time. The uh, last film that I saw, Julie and I just watched, Bone Tomahawk, written by S. Craig Zollin. Uh, And starring Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson's in fucking everything now. He's everywhere. And Kurt Russell. So, yeah, I mentioned The Watchman just now. He's in that. He was Don Champagne in uh, Home Sweet Hell that you had watched last episode. He's in Fargo Season 2. Yep, he's
1: a sheriff.
0: And he's in Bone Tomahawk. I mean, he's in freaking everything. This guy's in all the good shit right now. But uh, Bone Tomahawk is uh, the tale of uh, this small... Cowboy town in the old west, and uh, these highwaymen are going around robbing people, and they uh, get this backwards troglodyte Indian tribe on their tail. They desecrate their tribe's burial ground, and oh, never uh, a good idea, right? And so they run away, and they go to this town, and the troglodytes show up and kidnap them along with the wife of one of the local townspeople who's patrick wilson he's got like a crippled leg because he fell off the roof trying to repair it and uh, he still is just driven to go try to find his wife who's been taken by these indians who turn out to be cannibals oh, on dear. top of it kurt russell's the local sheriff and He's just amazing in this role, and what's really great about the film is it's just got wonderful dialogue in it. Like, it's really super well written, the characters are really well uh, illustrated, and the dialogue is a lot of fun to listen to. That, and it's super fucking violent. I wouldn't out and right call it a horror film, although some people have kind of lumped it in with horror stuff, but man, is it gruesome, and when the violence happens, it happens so fast. It's just, like, amazing.
1: Did, was this in the theater or is this the rental?
0: Uh, I got it on pay-per-view. Okay. So, yeah, it just became available there. But really good film. Really good. So, yeah, Why I saw, like, three films I really enjoyed at home on the privacy of my couch. Lately.
1: That's the way to do it? Yeah. Unless you're, you know, at our film festival.
0: One way to do it,
1: yeah.
0: Right on. And then we both saw Spectre, right? Uh, I did not see Spectre. Oh, okay. I'll wait for you to see Spectre before we talk about Spectre. Really? We can talk about Spectre now. Just don't spoil it. Well. Too much. I mean, it's a James Bond movie. How are you going to spoil it? I can't spell it. Is M and Q still dead?
1: Everybody's dead that was dead in the last one, yeah.
0: See, so what are you doing? You go around and you kill, like, everybody except for Bond. I mean, I don't know. I I thought that was kind of a shitty move in uh, that last film. What was that one called? Was that Skyfall? Skyfall, yeah. I thought that was kind of a shitty move in Skyfall. Oh, we're going to kill everybody who's been around for centuries.
1: Well, all those people are totally replaceable. I mean, what? You want Roger Moore still in there as James Bond?
0: Are you pissed? No, God, no. But uh, I I was kind of always partial to Sean Connery Bond.
1: I noticed that about you. Well, well, you
0: were always a George Lazenby fan, weren't you?
1: Yeah, he's my man. Lazenby. Mm. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: On Her Majesty's Secret Service, he was Bond for one film.
1: Oh, he's that guy. Yeah, that guy. He should hang out. He with was like the, the William Hen- in the Rolling
0: Stone. The, the, the William, <laughs> the William Henry Harrison of James Bond. <laughs> the,
1: he should maybe date whoever that actress was that was Meg in the first half a season of Family Guy. And <laughs> have their own little club of Ah oh, shit, I really should have done something with that and role. Like
0: Pete Best.
1: See, you know the names of all these people. I only, he, only know he was
0: they've... the he was the like Beatle before Ringo, right? Oh yeah,
1: like that guy. Yeah. So anyway. uh, okay. So anyway, Spectre. Yeah, fun movie. I was thinking it was going to be terrible because I remember while they were shooting it, they were still trying to work out the third act, which is never a good sign. Mm-hmm. But the movie, even though it is hell long, it's like two and a half hours long. It doesn't feel like it. Really? It's just one big flowing. You know, action sequence after another. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a James Bond movie. It doesn't break any new ground.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard. It was hella long, but I also heard that it had a little more humor in it because you know there was always kind of like a fun side to James Bond movies too, in that they tried to inject a little more of that into it. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because the last I was thinking... one was Skyfall was bleak as fuck. Let's be real. Yes. Yeah, Skyfall was bleak as fuck,
1: know I would say this has got more humor in it than uh, than Skyfall. But the one before Skyfall, that had a lot of humor in it.
0: Was that Casino Royale or
1: Casino Royale? Yeah, remember the, he orders the a martini, and the guy, the bartender's like uh, shaking or stirred? He goes, "Oh, I don't give a shit." <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: that's funny right there. So you liked the film? I liked it. Gord Bob says, "Check it out." <laughs> well, uh, that's it. Uh, I think it's time for thank you. I think it's time. Once again, we'd like to thank Firespawn for sharing their awesome heavy music with us. Uh, You can find Firespawn's new release, Shadow Realms, wherever music is sold. So go get some. Also, I'd like to thank all of our Kickstarter backers so far. Uh, I think we've sold like 32 tickets, 35 tickets, something like that. Nice. So uh, a very good start, and uh, we hope to see all of you listeners. At the next film festival, because we have the room.
1: We got we got spaces for your butts. We do. At least for now. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to buy tickets on the Kickstarter. We could conceivably sell that again. We could. So get your tickets now. So get your tickets now. If you want to go, get your ticket. while well, you can get a ticket, or you won't get a ticket. Then you'll be sad that you don't have a ticket.
0: <laughs> Our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to bonehand.com. Have new content on bonehand.com every now and then, including the heavy half hour on occasion.
1: And you can find my stuff at mightywombat.com, a newly redesigned website. Yay! No longer looks like something I built out of, uh, I don't know, angel fire and <laughs> AOL. And mightywombat.com. You can find it also on Facebook. We got a
0: Facebook page for the Bonebat Show too. We do indeed, as well as a Twitter feed. You can All that find stuff. Yeah, I'm also on Twitter as Bonehand, so you can uh, follow either of those if that is uh, your want. And if you want
1: to follow me on Twitter, Mighty Underscore Wombat. I don't think I've tweeted since the last episode.
0: Uh, In addition to the Facebook page for the show, we also have a Facebook event page right now, which is your stop for uh, updates on the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, I'm posting shorts there from previous years. There's a lot of fun stuff, so check that out as well. Thank you for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend.
1: Spread the word tell a friend. Put a review on iTunes. Are we supposed to beg people to do that? We haven't done that in a long time.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we've had a... Re- new review on iTunes in like five years so yeah if you want to do that knock yourself out <laughs> give us a review it's neither uh, hurt nor hindered us over the last eight years so I think we're due I think we're due
1: for our big break on that that, that exciting that iTunes be, review yeah. someone's gonna lay down
0: alright I got one last tune for you off Shadow Realms from Fire Spawn. this is called Genunga I hope you dig it once again I'm Steve This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a Ganinga one. I'm here. <laughs> what? Did you just run out of juice there? I, did you get tired in the middle I of your fell asleep on narco- conversation? This is no. your review. It's not mine. Finish no, it up. I'm what done. The fuck?
1: I'm done with the review. <laughs> it seems like it's going nowhere. <laughs> fuck Spectre.